Welcome to the Shit Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Broder. Are you ready to shoot the shit? Welcome back to the Shit Talk Podcast. We're deep into it. It's holiday time. Man, oh man. I hope everyone is having fun. I am recording this from my childhood bedroom, which I say anytime I do that. It's always humbling, always quite humbling, but happy holidays to everyone. Hope you're surviving, more than surviving, hope you're fucking thriving and just having so much fun. If you have not listened to last week's episode, it's about some common crowd-pleasing holiday treats and their nutrition content, and I do offer some tips for ways to make some of them healthier and just providing information so people have it as we move through the holiday season. Now, Now we move on to fast food and fast casual foods. So the ones I'm going to hit, with the exception of one, these places, at least in Manhattan, are on every goddamn corner. If you work in Midtown and you don't meal prep, which I'm sure is a lot of people, odds are you have at least one of these in an average week. So if anyone's wondering, why did she pick these places? That's why I picked them. They're common, at least where I live. They're everywhere. Most of them are nationwide. People recognize them. You've encountered them at least once or twice. So that's that. I'm jumping right into it. Again, if you have not listened to last week's episode, I did preface it with it's a lot of numbers. This week is actually even more numbers. So I get that it can be a bit dry and a lot. But the point is I'm here to provide the information and give you my opinion on it and insight as a registered dietitian with her master's in clinical nutrition. So goal here is to learn and take that information going forward and perhaps make healthier food choices or just have the information. You don't have to change your choices, but knowledge is power, as I always say, and it's helpful to have. So um, one thing before I get into it, I haven't done any self-promotion in a while, but if you could rate, review, and subscribe to the Shit Talk Podcast, whether you're listening on Spotify, on Apple, on Audible, on Amazon Music, rate, review, subscribe. I'd really appreciate it. I'd also like to formally announce that I've been doing daily tips on TikTok. I've been on TikTok now for a bit. I don't really use it. I just post like my promo reels for each episode that I post on Instagram. I repost them on TikTok. But the last couple of weeks, I've gone into a talk tip of the day and I do one every day. They're, I try to keep them quick, digestible. A lot of them, it's info you would have already heard if you do listen to the podcasts. But still, I think they're helpful to see every day and hear every day. So if you're on TikTok, please find me, follow me. And if you have specific requests, obviously you could always DM me. Um, I'm generally pretty receptive to people doing that. So here we go. We're talking Chipotle. If you don't know what Chipotle is, you can just stop listening now. I'm just kidding. It's fast casual Mexican food. The first thing I'm going to say, the tortilla itself is 320 calories, nine grams of fat, 50 grams of carbohydrates. So if you're getting a quesadilla, if you're getting a burrito, forget about what putting anything in it. You're already at 320 calories, 9 grams of fat, 50 grams of carbs, just from the tortilla itself. So I think that's something that's really important to know going into Chipotle. The other thing I think is important to know, the side of guacamole, which I... In, in all honesty, I've had Chipotle maybe once in the last 10 years. I'm not really a Chipotle person, but when I do go, I definitely get the side of guacamole. The side of guac is 230 calories, 22 grams of fat, most of which is healthy, as we know, from avocados, and two grams of protein, and eight grams of carbs. 
I don't have the exact fiber content, but uh, avocado does have decent fiber content. So eight are carbs. I would say probably two of them are fiber. Just keep that in mind. If you're getting the side of guac and chips, now I just said side of guac alone, 230 calories. The guac and chips is 770 calories, 47 grams of fat, nine grams of protein, 81 grams of carbs. So those chips add a lot, a lot of calories. They more than triple the calorie content. They more than double the fat content. They more than quadruple the protein content, which is good. We like protein. And the carbohydrate, it's more than 10 times. So, or almost more than 10 times. So keep that in mind. If you are getting guac and chips, it's almost a thousand calories. Now I'm repeating that because most people don't get guac and chips as their meal. They get a burrito, they get a bowl, they get a salad, whatever. And they get guac and chips on the side. Now you may not eat the entire thing of guac and the entire thing of chips, but you might. So keep that in mind if you are, or if you only eat half. So if it's 770 calories for the guac and chips and you're only eating half, you know, what is that? You're getting over 350 calories then, an additional 350 calories from the guac and chips. And that's in addition to whatever your meal is. That's why I'm I'm driving this point home before I even get into some of their food, because it's important to keep in mind that, you know, some sometimes you're just set up for failure. Like the, the tortilla itself being 320 calories and 50 grams of carbohydrates, it's like, that's a meal for some people, just the tortilla. So helpful info to have, keep it in mind. I got this information. It is free to the public, readily available. I got it from their website. So if there's anything I say that sounds weird to you or off, or you want to cross-reference it, or you're interested in looking up other items, please go to their website. The first item I'm going to talk about, a chicken burrito. So keep in mind, tortilla itself is 320 calories. A chicken burrito with no rice, but I put on it black beans, guacamole, cheese, and fresh fresh salsa. It's almost 1,000 calories and 50 grams of fat, 56 grams of protein, which is good. We want the protein. 85 grams of carbs. Now, for some people, that's half or more than half their daily carbohydrate requirements. Carbs are not evil, as I talk about all the time. Fiber is a carb, and we love fiber. But having things, having all of that at once, I don't know if you're familiar with Chipotle. The burritos are quite large. So, you know, if you have half of it for lunch and then half of it for dinner, then you're getting more of like a 500 calories at a time. Fine. But it's important to know, like, when you go for a dish, even if you don't eat the whole thing, for me personally, I, it's not that I'm turned off, but I'm certainly taken aback when one single item, and obviously a burrito is not one thing, it's several things compiled into one, but the burrito is one thing. One, I'm always taken aback when one item is almost, you know, more than half of what I'm going to have in a day. So especially because it's easy to get carried away, take a little, a few extra bites, whatever. That's wild to me. Um, Now, again, I can always reiterate this. Please keep in mind, everyone has different requirements. Everyone should be having different amounts of calories, fat, protein, carbs, based on your size, your needs, your activity level, so many, your age, so many different things. For me personally, a thousand calorie burrito, that's more than 50% of my day's calories. So that to me is wild. Now you can compare this to, I did a burrito bowl with chicken, white rice, black beans, guac, salsa, veggies, and cheese. That's 900 calories, 
43 grams of fat, 53 protein, and 80 grams of carbs. It's almost the exact same. It's 100 calories less, which is crazy to me. The, the protein, fat, and carbs are all almost exactly the same, all within five grams difference of each other and 100 calories less. So basically, if you do the burrito with the tortilla, you're, it's 100 more calories. This doesn't really make any sense because the tortilla itself is 320 calories. But really, the difference is because in the chicken burrito I quoted for you before, I did not have rice, whereas the burrito bowl, I had rice. So that's that's the difference there with like the carby factor and why they're very similar. And it's only a hundred calorie difference. But I think that's really interesting. People get the bowl and think they're being so much healthier, but keep in mind, beans are starchy, although beans have fiber and protein, which I love, but rice is starchy. I always say pick rice or pick beans. Don't do both. And if you have a tortilla, forget it. The tortilla, like I said earlier, 50 grams of carbohydrates on its own. If you're doing a tortilla, skip the beans, skip the rice. Go for the protein, go for the veggies. But I thought that was wild. Like a chicken burrito versus a chicken burrito bowl, only 100 calories different if you have the rice in the burrito bowl. I thought that was worth mentioning. Um, But if you do the burrito bowl that I mentioned above without the rice, it's almost 600 calories. 30 grams of fat, 43 grams of protein, and 40 grams of carbs. Now that to me makes a lot more sense as a meal. That for me personally would be a big meal. But again, I'm a five foot three I'm not going to say my weight female. Um, you know, I'm under 120 pounds, putting it in perspective. But I think it's weird when people like name their exact weight. But the point is, obviously, as a five foot three female, I'm going to have very different requirements than a five foot ten man or a five foot four pregnant woman. Like, so keep all that in mind. But my point here is burrito bowl with rice, 900 calories. Burrito bowl without rice, 590 calories. So like I said, pick beans or rice, pick one of those. Or if you're doing the tortilla, skip the beans and the rice because all that starch, all the calories and all the carbs, it all adds up. Try to pick one, one of each. Like the main protein here would be the chicken. And in this burrito bowl that has 590 calories, it's chicken, but no rice, no cheese. I did the beans there's some starch and some fiber. I did the guac. There's some healthy fats and some fiber. I did the salsa and the veggies. So that makes sense to me. I hope that makes sense to you. I know it's, I'm like running out of breath because I, I'm still recovering from my cold. My nose is a little stuffy. So I hope the listen listenability of this episode isn't miserable as I'm like gasping for air. Now moving on. So a salad, so you can get salads at Chipotle. It's the bowl with just romaine at the bottom. Salad with steak, black beans, guac, and veggies. That's going to run you 535 calories, 30 grams of fat, 32 grams of protein, 37 grams of carbs. Again, this to me seems much more normal for a meal. You have steak for your protein. You're also getting some protein from the black beans. You're getting fiber from the guac, the black beans, and the veggies. There's no cheese. There's no sour cream. I kept this one pretty basic, basically a protein plus the beans and veggies, 535 calories. I think that's fair. Like if I were to eat that in the middle of the day, It'd be heavy and probably too much for me personally. We're all different. But if you're just looking for ideas, you're going to Chipotle in the middle of the day, I don't want to have a thousand calories. Okay, so do a salad. Focus on your protein. Pick the the protein. Pick the one starch, whether you do the beans, whether you do the rice. Um, If you're going to do a side of chips and guac, don't do any starch in it because you're having the chips. That's the starch. And I would say don't do guac then in the salad if you're having it on the side. 
So it's really, it's not about restricting yourself. It's really about balance. Instead of having five sources of carbohydrates in your meal, which of course is going to jack up the calories and jack up the carbohydrate content, focus. Okay, what's the protein? What's the fiber? You know, which veggies? What's the starch? Am I doing an, an added fat like the cheese or the sour cream? But try to hit everything. Keep it balanced. Now, what I actually recommend are, it's not that bad, the kids' tacos. I quoted chicken tacos on two corn tortillas with tomato salsa and veggies. It was 255 calories, 9 grams of fat, 18 grams of protein, and 25 grams of carbohydrates. That's two tacos, two kid tacos, compared to the adult serving gives you three. So I did three adult tacos with carne asada on flour tortillas, not corn, plus the salsa, veggies, and cheese. And that was 655 calories, 30 grams of fat, 43 grams of protein, and 51 carbs. So everything almost tripled. So the kid, two kids' tacos, 255 calories, the adults, 655. And the fat for the kids, nine grams of fat, the adult tacos, 30 grams of fat. But that's also because theirs had cheese. But again, that it's 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 really interesting to see how quickly these things add up. So no cheese on two tacos, nine grams. Cheese on, you know, it's three tacos, but let's say it's 10 grams each. So 20 if you're comparing it two to two. So it's double the fat content when you add the cheese, if that makes sense. But I have to say the kids taco, I've actually gotten that before. The kids taco set, it comes in this little like cute um, platter type thing. It's an, It was enough. I got the corn tortillas. Two, it comes in two instead of three. It was enough. And that's a lot of places. A lot of places you go to, if you get the kid's size or order off the kid's menu, it's really like a more normal por- portion for an adult. So keep that in mind. But I thought that was really interesting. Okay, I'm out of breath. This is, it's, it's a wordy, this is a wordy one. We're moving on to Chick-fil-A. I have never in my life had Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, I don't know if it came out after I was diagnosed with celiac, but it certainly came to the East Coast and gained popularity years after I was diagnosed with celiac. So it's not something I was ever even thinking about going to. And I have to say, I was shocked by actually how non-crazy their nutrition facts were. I was expecting wild. Chipotle to me was wild. A thousand calories for a burrito. Let's start here. The Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich which according to a lot of people is like what most people get. It's 420 calories and 18 grams of fat. Only three and a half are saturated. It is high in sodium, around 1,500 milligrams of sodium, 41 grams of carbohydrates, and around 30 grams of protein. So, you know, for lunch in the middle of the day, 420 calories, it's not horrible. For some, again, could be too much. For some, not enough. But that's not 1,000 calories. And this is with the fried chicken sandwich. I thought that was really interesting. And then the their grilled chicken sandwich isn't that much less. It's 390 calories, a little lower in fat, 12 grams of fat. It's got six grams less if you're watching your fat, a little lower in sodium as well. Or excuse me, a lot. it's about half the sodium content. It's got 770 milligrams. And carbohydrate-wise, it's actually a little more. It was 44 grams of carbs, and it has 20 grams of protein. So the protein's like very similar. But I thought that was interesting. It's only... 30 calories more, or sorry, 30 calories less for the grilled chicken sandwich versus the fried chicken or the Chick-fil-A sandwich. Now, here's what I thought was funny. It's always this way. The cool wrap, which is supposed to be healthier. It's more like a sliced chicken wrap. You know, they make it look gourmet. 660 calories. Why is that? 
over 200 calories more than the fried chicken sandwich. It has 45 grams of fat. This, do not, I would say as a dietitian, don't order that. If you're going to Chick-fil-A, don't order the cool wrap. 45 grams of fat, nine of which are saturated, 32 grams of carbs, 14 of which are fiber, which is great. It's very high in fiber and 43 grams of protein. Very high in fiber, very high in protein, which I liked. But 660 calories for this one wrap. I don't think so. And then get this. This is my favorite. Cobb salad. Of course, uh, salad. Must be healthy, right? It's a salad. Let me order the salad. I love this. I'm being so healthy. I'm getting a salad. Cobb salad, Chick-fil-A, 820 calories, 60 grams of fat. We're done. I don't need to tell you the other, the carbohydrates, anything else in it, the protein, because I don't give a shit. It's almost a thousand calories and 60 grams of fat for a fucking salad. Do not order the Cobb salad from Chick-fil-A. Market salad with grilled chicken, however, only 550 calories, 30 grams of fat, 42 grams of carbs, 28 protein. So if you are looking to get a salad, get that. But again, it's funny. That's 550 calories. The Chick-fil-A sandwich, which has fried chicken, is 420 calories. So salads aren't always healthier. But if you are looking to focus more on veggies, then get the market salad. Do not get the Cobb salad. Eight-piece nugget, 250 calories. 11 grams of fat, high in sodium, 1,200 milligrams sodium, 11 grams of carbs, 27 grams of protein, which I like. But I didn't think that was that bad. Eight pieces of nuggets, and these are fried. This is not healthy. Eight pieces of nuggets, 250 calories for that, like, and 11 grams of fat for fried. I didn't think that was crazy. I'm not saying, I'm not encouraging you to eat it, but I'm saying if you have a need for fried chicken at this moment, that's a good option. Side of waffle fries, as small as 320 calories, 19 grams of fat, 35 grams of carbs, four grams of fiber, surprisingly, and four grams of protein. Not the worst I've heard. That's pretty standard for a side of fries, and that's a small, but not terrible. Now, I know Chick-fil-A is known for their sauces, so I quoted one of those. Chick-fil-A sauce and ranch are both, per one ounce, they are both 140 calories and around 15 grams of fat. So that's something to keep in mind. When you're getting these sandwiches, say they're 400 calories, then you eat a whole thing of sauce, maybe even two. That's already getting you to 500 calories, maybe even 600, depending on how much sauce, plus all the extra fat. You have to be careful with the sauces. One last thing from Chick-fil-A, which I just thought was wild. I don't know anyone that gets their breakfast, but I saw this and I was like, holy shit, I have to talk about it. The hash browned scramble burrito, 700 calories, 40 grams of fat, almost 2,000 milligrams of sodium, 50 carbs, and 34 grams of protein. Now, 700 grams, 700 calories at once, and this is first thing in the morning, you know, it's breakfast, that's a lot. That's a lot. For some people, like I said, they may need that for whatever reason. Maybe they had a really intense workout, they were doing a really long fast, whatever, but you, have to solve, you also have to remember it's 700, it's not 700 calories of lean protein and vegetables. It's 700 calories of fried potatoes, eggs, which I like, and the burrito. So we know that that tortilla is probably around 300 calories, just like Chipotle's. It's not how I'd recommend starting your day. I always recommend protein, fiber, healthy fats. You want stable blood sugar. This not going to help stabilize your blood sugar. Definitely going to spike it. Definitely going to give you that lethargic feeling after when it drops. And you're going to be super full and greasy. And it, this is not going to support you for energy all day. But I thought that was wild. 700 calories for a breakfast. Okay. Now we move on. 
This is the one that's not as widely available. However, most people have heard of it. It's pretty famous. In and out. I have to say, California was the love of my life for some time. I was obsessed with it. I went to school there. I got married there. Even though I wasn't living there. We got married there. It's a lovely state. Frankly, in and out gets a lot of hype. But I will say, it's good. And it's actually one of the healthier fast food options. When I say healthy, this does not mean, yes, go have in and out every single day. It means if you're in a fast food situation, this is certainly one of the healthier, better options. One thing I like about it, it has a limited menu. It doesn't have all this shit to add on a million different things. It's got anyone who knows. It's like they got the hamburger, the cheeseburger, the double double fries, milkshakes. Maybe I'm missing one thing. I think they have like a grilled cheese, but it's very simple. So that's one thing I do like about them. Another thing I like, they have the option for what they call protein style, which removes the bun. It uses a lettuce wrap instead. So my go-to order there usually, because obviously I'm gluten-free, I'll get a cheeseburger protein style. And obviously I don't go often, so I'll get the side of fries and even maybe a milkshake depending on the day. But my point is their classic hamburger with onions, 390 calories, 19 grams of fat, five of which are saturated, 650 milligrams of sodium. 39 carbs, three of which are fiber, 10 of which are sugar, and 16 grams of protein. Now, for almost 400 calories, I would wish it had more like 20 grams of protein. It's not terrible though, but you know, uh, most the, the thing to remember with fast food and something like a hamburger, that's not terrible for one item. When people are going to these places, they're usually getting more than one item. You're usually pairing that with fries. Now, the cheeseburger with onions, almost 100 calories more. It's 480 calories versus the 390. It's got 27 grams of fat, 10 of which are saturated. So the saturated fat doubles from the classic to the cheeseburger. It's got 1,000 milligrams of sodium. And it's got the same carbs. So same 39 grams of carbs, 3 grams of fiber, um, and 10 grams of sugar. But that makes sense. You're adding cheese to it. Now, the fries. The fries are almost the same amount of calories as the classic hamburger. 370 calories for a side of fries, 15 grams of fat, only one and a half grams saturated, which is nice. Lower in sodium than you would expect, 250 milligrams. High in carbs, 52 grams of carbs, six of which are fiber, which is good. And it does have six grams of protein. So for the fry factor, it's not the most unhealthy I've seen. Like, let's go back to... Chick-fil-A, the side of their waffle fries, a small is 320 calories. These are 370, but theirs have 19 grams of fat, three of which are saturated. in and outs fries, 15 grams of fat, so a little less fat, half the amount of saturated fat. And that's interesting. They have, so the French fries at in and out are 52 grams of carbohydrates, Whereas the, the small side of waffle fries at Chick-fil-A are 35 grams of carbs. I wouldn't have guessed that it'd be such a drastic difference, like almost 20 grams more for the French fries at In-N-Out. Interesting. But that's but the point here, say you get a burger, it's around 390 calories or the cheeseburger 480, and then you're getting fries, which is 370 calories. That's a lot, assuming you eat all those fries. That's a lot at once. It's a lot of fat as well. And it's something to have once in a while. It's fun. It's delicious. But do you need that every day? No, definitely not. Especially the sodium. Sodium, it's it gets a bad rap because it's used as a preservative. It's an electrolyte. It's really important. We absolutely need sodium. 
But we don't need sodium from shit. We need quality, naturally occurring sodium that you get from fruits and vegetables, that you even get from meat, but not from processed food or oils or the shit that they put like in the fries, whatever. We don't need that kind of sodium. So I'm not trying to knock sodium when I give you the sodium content because we need sodium and it's important. But ideally, you're not getting it from packaged foods, processed foods, or fast food. Now, of course, I had to throw in the vanilla shake, 570 calories, 30 grams of fat, 20 of which are saturated, 65 grams of carbs, 50 of which are sugar, 10 grams of protein because the milk. So more than double your sugar content for a day of added sugar. But that's the thing. It's like when I go to In-N-Out, I was just there. I didn't go when I was in California a few um, weeks ago or at this point a month, a month or two ago. But when I was in Arizona a couple months ago, we went and I got fries and a milkshake and a protein style cheeseburger. I didn't finish the fry. Like I didn't eat the whole side of fries and I didn't finish the shake. But, you know, it's, it wasn't a healthy meal. I probably have it. That was probably the first time I'd had it in three, four years. And I enjoyed it. But it's just important to know. I think it's helpful going in. I also recommend to people choose fries or the shake. Like if you are good with portion control and listening to your body and you're in tune with all that, then fine, get all of it. But if you know, you're like, I'm going to finish whatever I get. Don't get fries and a shake. Get the burger and get either fries or a shake. That's just setting yourself up for success. Okay. Now we move on. We move on to sweet green. This is a very New York thing. They have them all over the place. But at least in New York, this is like the elevated, instead of going to chopped or just salad, it's like you go to sweet green and you drop $18 on a salad. I do it every, I don't know, maybe once a week, maybe once every other week, the day I didn't meal prep or whatever. It's good. They have nice toppings. There's easy ways to make it unhealthy, like anything. But I have to say, was perusing their website, looking at the data, and their latest protein plates, they're all around 850 calories. They do provide 35 to 50 grams of protein. They do have 75 to 90 grams of carbs. I just, at this point, I was like, I can't go one by one. I've already thrown so much data and numbers. It's like, I'm giving you on average. The, this is, I think it was like three or four different protein plates because they release them seasonally with like you know, what's freshest, what's in season, which I really like about sweet green. I think that's great. But they're all around 850 calories. That's a lot of calories for a lunch. 35 to 50 protein, 75 to 90 carbs, 35 to 45 fat. Now, some of that fat is healthy fat. Some of those carbs are definitely fiber. However, this is, to me, I would not recommend that as like a healthy lunch. You're at almost a thousand calories. Yeah, it's got 35 to 50 grams of protein. That's a lot. I mean, I try personally to hit 30 grams of protein at each meal and I struggle with that. So the fact that some of them are 50 grams of protein, you would be very full. Just keep that in mind. Their bowls are lower. Those are more like 600 to 700 calories and closer to 30 grams of protein, 50 to 60 grams of carbs, and 20 to 40 grams of fat. Salads are lower in calories overall. But remember, it's so easy to make salads unhealthy. They have cheese, all sorts of cheese, different dressings, different starches. Like, um, I don't know if they have croutons, but they have these like breadcrumb type things. But anyway, I always recommend building your own. Focus on the protein, the fiber, and the healthy fats. I know I'm a broken fucking record. Choose your green. I go in, I usually get arugula or I get a mix of arugula and spinach. 
For the toppings, I like lentils. Lentils are high in fiber and protein. I like the spicy broccoli. I like cucumbers. I like tomatoes. They're filling. I like the sweet potato. I love the cabbage for gut health. It's a cruciferous vegetable. Very good for gut health. I like the avocado. Healthy fats. It's filling. Skip the tortilla chips and the breadcrumbs. For protein, hard-boiled eggs, the herb-roasted chicken, the salmon. And for dressings, I keep it simple. I do extra virgin olive oil and lemon. Or if I'm feeling spicy, I do extra virgin olive oil and hot sauce. The point is, while it's really nice that they have pre-designed protein plates, bowls, and salads, they do provide the nutrition content. And a lot of them, like on the menus there, and a lot of them are very high for a lunch. If you know you're getting it and you're only eating half and you're going to have the other half tomorrow because they are pretty big bowls, then fine. But if you know you're someone who gets it and finishes the bowl, I don't know if I'd go for an 850 calorie salad or protein plate. Again, depends who you are. What was your activity level for that day? What are your goals? Where's your weight? You know, are you trying to put on weight? What's going on? But it's just, that's a lot in one sitting. And salads, it's, they're sneaky with salads. I just quoted you before the Cobb salad from Chick-fil-A, which is almost a thousand calories. People think they're eating a salad. They assume they're being healthy. Now, sure, you're getting greens. Ideally, you're getting other veggies. That's great. Fiber, nutrients. We want that. But just because it's a salad doesn't mean it's healthy. There's so many ways to sneak shit in and the calories do add up and it's calorically dense. And if you're having a thousand calorie or close to a thousand calorie salad every day for lunch and you're not getting movement in, you may put on weight. I mean, you, you may, depending on what your other meals are. That's a lot at once. So had to touch on sweet green. My last and final for today. Thank you for sticking with me. Starbucks. You know I was going to do it because I did... An episode two weeks ago, all about pumpkin spice and the pumpkin spice latte, or as I called it, the pumpkin shit latte, because it's all sugar. A grande low-fat pumpkin spice latte is 400 calories, 52 grams of sugar, and 15 grams of fat. Now, if we're supposed to have no more than 25 grams of added sugar a day, and you're starting your day with 52 grams of sugar, 400 calories, where do you think you're ending? You're easily at 100 grams of sugar for, for a lot of people. Easily. Not to mention you're spiking your blood sugar first thing in the morning. Insulin's being released. You're on that roller coaster. Fat is being stored. The only thing I see when I see a pumpkin spice latte is sugar and fat. Truly. I don't mean to ruin it for some people, but that's truly what it is. Now, a grande low-fat peppermint hot chocolate, 440 calories, so it's actually more calories, 56 grams of sugar and 16 grams of fat. It's even worse for you. A grande low-fat vanilla latte, 250 calories, 35 grams of sugar, 6 grams of fat. Versus a plain grande low-fat latte, which is 230 calories, 18 grams of sugar. So it's like half the sugar and 12 grams of fat. Now, what do I think about all this? I think don't go to Starbucks. Sorry. I'm going to say it. Don't go. In New York, there's a million fucking coffee shops. I like Bluestone Lane. I also just have an espresso in my apartment. I think if you're drinking coffee, it should be because you, one, if you're looking for caffeine, but two, because you enjoy it. If you need pounds of sugar and shit added into it, find something else. Because at that point, you're not drinking it for the functionality of the caffeine. You're drinking, you're having a dessert. It's basically a milkshake. Like that, what did I just quote for In-N-Out for the milkshake? Where am I? Vanilla shake, 570 calories, 
a low fat grande pumpkin spice latte is 400 calories. Like that's not that big of a difference. And just so you know, 52 grams of sugar in a grande low fat pumpkin spice latte, there's 50 grams of sugar in the vanilla shake. So while they're practically the same, there's actually more sugar in the pumpkin spice latte than the vanilla milkshake. I'm just putting in perspective. It's, you know, if you enjoy, like I said, if you enjoy that and it's once a year and you're like, oh my God, pumpkin spice latte season, you have one, good, enjoy it. But if you're having a pumpkin spice latte every day from September to December, you will put on weight. It's it's dangerous to make blanket statements like that, but odds are you will put on weight because it's an extra 400 calories and 50 grams, 52 grams of sugar every day. It's not healthy. It's not good for your blood sugar. It's not good for your energy. And I do not encourage it. I encourage enjoying yourself. And if it's nostalgic and something you enjoy, having one or two in the fall season. But once that becomes a daily habit, you're running into trouble. Now, summing it up, what to watch out for? What does all this shit have in common that I've been talking about? Oils and sugar, like in dressings, sugar, obviously in, uh, excuse me, sugar in obvious places like milkshakes and candy. Sodium content, add-ons like tortilla or tortilla chips, beverages like milkshake that and Starbucks that have sugar, sugar, sugar. It really comes down to sugar. It's really all about the sugar. Sugar adds up. It adds in, up calories too. Obviously more sugar, more calories. This seems to be the overall theme. Now, of course, there's saturated fat. You want to keep saturated fat down. But in general, most of these things that I was reviewing, it's like some of them are very high in calories, but the only thing that stood out to me, honestly, for a lot of them was sugar content. And that's, you know, like I said, last week we talked about candy. Obviously, you expect there to be sugar in candy, but surprisingly, there's sugar in all sorts of things, especially sauces and dressings. And that's when, say you get yourself what you think is a healthy salad from sweet green. Say it's like 400, 500 calories. And then you choose a dressing that ends up adding 250 calories and 10 grams of sugar. Now you're at 750 calories. Like that's a lot of calories for a lunch, plus all that sugar. If you're trying to actually stay at 25 grams or less of added sugar. So as I always say, knowledge is power. This is not to scare you and say, don't ever go to these places. It's so that you know, going in next time, I'm going to skip the pumpkin spice latte. I'm just going to get a black coffee. <laughs> you can't say that to people. Like just, just have black coffee with nothing in it. No, I mean, go for the grande low fat latte. But again, I, I mean, that does have 18 grams of sugar, but I would say that's also from the milk. That's natural sugar. So that's not added sugar, but all that other shit that they put into it, you want to steer clear of that. That's not helping anyone. And I also encourage you, if you are someone who has like a sugary breakfast, you know, a sugary drink with your back breakfast or a sugary breakfast in general, like pumpkins, uh, pumpkins, pancakes, waffles, things with maple syrup, and you switch to what I always say, protein, fiber, healthy fats, I would be really interested to hear changes in your energy levels throughout the day. Because talk about the blood sugar spike. When you start that spike, oh my God, there's no getting off of it. So take this information. Perhaps there's some things that are applicable to you and make make one change. Do it for two weeks. See how you feel. That's always like the best part. And then it might seem shitty at first. Like, I don't want to cut that out, but feeling good is so much better. And then you're like, oh, never mind. I don't need that shit anymore. So try it. See how you feel. Have an amazing week. <laughs>